We are on Ksubis Yud Aleph Omer Aleph towards the bottom. We are beginning a new Mishnah. Uh, so we are going through different Mishnayos um, which discuss how much does a certain person receive, uh, does the wife receive um, for her Ksuba, for the Ksuba, the document in which the husband obligates himself to pay his wife in a situation where uh, the uh, there's a termination of the marriage when the when the marriage ends, whether that's through death of the husband or whether that's through a divorce. And the general rule is that if it's a first marriage, she receives two hundred mana. If it is um, a second marriage, so then she receives one hundred. Um, and but there are many different types of cases to discuss because it's not purely based on marriage. It can be based on whether they've had sexual relations in the past or not. Um, and so the Mishnah continues with a list of other uh, scenarios. So basically there will be three cases that will be discussed in the Mishnah. Uh, so let's just read these three cases in the Mishnah. We're on the bottom of 11A3 in the article of Gemara. The Mishnah, case number one is Hagadol Shabbat Alakatana. If you have a male who is a Gadol, he's an adult who has sexual relations with this uh, girl who is a katana. When we say that she's a katana, that she's a young child, it means that she's under the age of three. Not that this ever happened necessarily. We're not talking about cases where this actually happened, but we just we're doing this for uh, to have an understanding of uh, just the the general status. It's really um, just to, to have to have an understanding of ideas and concepts that uh, that the Torah relates to, but not that this is actually something which is practical necessarily. Uh, so, if you have a situation where she is under the age of three and she has sexual relations, uh, we will see that that is not viewed as having sexual relations for the first time. She is too young. Um, the cutoff is three years old. Why three years old? Because the understanding is that under the age of three, even if they were to remove, to break the hymen, it would grow back. Uh, it would grow back, but above the age of three, it would not grow back. So if it's under the, if she's under the age of three, so then that is not recognized as um, as uh, having had sexual relations. Case number two is Vikatan Shabala Gdola. Let's say she's she's an adult, she's above the age of three or above uh, you know, let's say she's above the age of twelve also, uh, but she has sexual relations with a katan, with a young child. What does it mean a young child? It does not just mean under the age of thirteen. That is thirteen is the cutoff. Uh, for a boy with regards to um, being held accountable for their actions. But when it comes to the age in which uh, it's viewed as a sexual act, it has to do above or below the age of nine. So we're talking about somebody who's below the age of nine. Again, not that this actually happened, but it's really for the conceptual analysis. Uh, so he's below the age of nine who has sexual relations with uh, an adult female. Uh, so we will see, at least according to the first opinion, uh, that is not recognized as sexual relations because he's below the age of nine. And case number three is Mukas eight. Mukas eight is, let's say, she was injured. Uh, she was injured uh, by something entering into the vaginal area and that removes her uh, her hymen. So in all three cases, according to the first opinion, again, this is according to the first opinion, Ksubasan Masayim. Uh, in that case, the... Um, the Ksuba is 200 divrei Rabbi Meir. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, who is the first opinion, says that she continues to have a Ksuba of 200 
Zuz. It does not change. The point is that it does not change in all three situations. The Chachamim, the majority, the Chachamim, the sages, they argue and they say, no, Mukas eats Ksubasamana. When it comes to Mukas eats, when it comes to being injured and therefore it removes the hymen, that is uh, enough to bring it down from 200 to 100. That will bring down the Ksuba from 200 to 100. The husband now obligates himself 100 mana. 100, uh, 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 sorry, 1 mana, which is 100 zuz. And so he obligates himself as if it was, let's say, like an almana, let's say it was a second marriage, because she removed her, uh, the hymen. Now, the Gemara will discuss, according to this opinion of the majority of the Chacham of the Sages, so then it's clear they agree, they certainly agree when it comes to um, when she's under the age of three, having sexual relations when she's under the age of three, that is not viewed as anything. That's nothing. The hymen returns. That is not anything according to everybody. And so therefore she would receive 200 zuz. The big dispute is going to be according to the second opinion. What about the case where you have uh, a boy under the age of nine having sexual relations with an adult female? So is that comparable to the case of mukasates of the case of where uh, a piece of wood, let's say, or some piece enters and breaks the hymen? Or is that not comparable? So that is uh, an interesting question because according to the second opinion, if something enters into the, the vaginal area and breaks the hymen, so then if it's not through the act of sexual relations, so then it does bring it down from 200 to 100. So would the same thing occur if she were to have sexual relations with a boy who's under the age of 9? So that we will get into in the Gemara itself. But just to continue on with the cases, one more case which relates to the previous Mishnah. For those of you that remember the previous Mishnah, now we discuss the case of so if you have a situation where uh, she is a either a widow or was divorced uh, from the actual marriage, the previous mission discussed from uh, an engagement, or we've discussed in the past from an engagement, uh, this is from an actual, after they were completely married, so they're completely married, even if they never had sexual relations. Let's say the husband or they got divorced before they were able to engage in sexual relations. It does not make a difference. This is a very important point. Uh, when we bring it down to every, this is everybody's in agreement to this. When we bring it down from 200 to 100, it's not about having sexual relations necessarily. That certainly could impact it, but it's not the only factor. As long as they were completely married, if they were completely married, even if they didn't have sexual relations, it would bring it down from 200 to 100. Uh, and so that, that is the next case. And then finally, If you have a case where uh, she converted above the age of three, or uh, she was freed from being taken captive above the age of, of three, or she was a she was brought in as a, as a maidservant, as a slave, as a non-Jewish slave, and then she was freed. Uh, above, again, all these are cases above the age of three. So then there is concern. We are concerned that maybe she had sexual relations. That is sort of the cutoff where we're concerned that maybe they had sexual relations. And then the rule is is that she receives only 100. She, she does not receive 200 out of this concern that maybe she had sexual relations in any of those cases. So the Gemara will return back to the case of of marriage, that marriage alone, even if she didn't have engaged in sexual relations, brings it down from 200 to 100. That will be discussed later on in a, in a future class. Uh, but for now, we're really going to focus on uh, this case of uh, 
these two cases. One is a case of where the hymen breaks from some external source, uh, not through the act of sexual relations, but for something external, let's say a piece of wood or something like that, in which we have the dispute between Rumeir and the Chacham. Rumeir says, no, she still receives 200. The Chacham say, no, it's uh, brought down to 100. And the question is whether that's comparable or not to the case of uh, where she is a gedola, she's an adult and has sexual relations with a boy who's under the age of nine. Um, so is that comparable or not? Now, there's a big, big discussion uh, when we're discussing this case of a, a boy who's under the age of nine. Again, just to repeat one more time, not that this actually happened, but this is really just for conceptual analysis. Um, the boy who's under the age of nine. Now, is are we talking about a case here where he removes the hymen or where he doesn't remove the hymen? So that is not, that is... There's a lot, a lot of analysis on this, a lot of commentary on this. So let us assume, uh, like one position who says that if he removes the hymen, so then everybody's in agreement that this is just like Mukas It's just like any other external source. What's the difference, whether it's a piece of wood or whether it's through the act of sexual relations? If he removes the hymen, so then certainly, according to the opinion that says that uh, if it's just a piece of wood, it uh, breaks the hymen, it brings it down to 100. So then certainly in a case where it's through the act of sexual relations, even though it's with a nine-year a boy who's under the age of nine, that would also bring it down to one hundred. What we're discussing, what we're about to discuss in the Gemara, is a case where, um, where they had sexual relations. Again, a, an adult, a female with a with a boy who's under the age of nine, and it did not remove the hymen. So, is that could we compare the two, uh, or not? Could we compare that to the case of Mukasates, where it breaks the it removes the hymen, but it's not through the act of sexual relations. So let's see this in the Gemara. Rav says, Rav says that if you have a boy under the age of nine have sexual relations with a, an adult female, so then it is exactly comparable to the case where uh, they remove the hymen through some external source, through a piece of wood or any other external source. And we will say that according to the Chachamim, again, only according to the Chachamim, it is brought down from 200 to 100. According to the majority, Ramirez says, it stays at 200. So the whole dispute that we're about to have is only according to one opinion, according to the opinion of the Chachamim, of the, of the sages. Um, that's the position of Rav. Shmuel argues, He says, Shmuel says, no, we don't compare the two. That uh, having an injury and removing the hymen through some external source is not comparable to uh, having sexual relations with a boy under the age of nine. Again, to repeat, this is, let's say this is according to the the, the commentator, let's say Tosvos, who says we're discussing a case where when the boy under the age of nine has sexual relations and does not remove the hymen. That's what we're discussing, where it does not remove the hymen. And so therefore Shmuel says it is not comparable to the case of Mukasates. The Gemara says, basically in the next couple of lines, they say that this is really said explicitly by Rav and Shmuel in the first couple of lines, it wasn't explicit, it was in the name of Rav, um, and then when they said this in the presence of Shmuel, the next line is basically the same exact thing, it's just explicitly stated by Rav and Shmuel, again we're on 11b1 in the first column of the Archgol Gemara, basically, Rav is of the opinion that a nine, uh, boy under the age of nine having sexual relations with an adult female is equivalent to the case of mukas eights, is equivalent to the case of where a piece of wood um, or, or any other external source uh, removes the, the hymen. And Rav says it is comparable. Shmuel says it is not comparable.
So the Gemara now will ask a question uh, based on our Mishnah, and we'll explain our Mishnah. We'll give a we'll give a resolution um, to this uh, to this question. So let's just see this inside. Masiv Rav Oshia. Rav Oshia asks, Why, "How can we assume that the Chachamim that they would argue and say it's brought down from two hundred to one hundred, not just in a case of Mukas eight of where there's this external source that bre- removes the hymen, but even in a case where uh, an adult female has sexual relations with a boy under the age of nine, how you, could you say that they argue if the Chachamim in the Mishnah only mention the case of Mukas eight? They only mention the case of the piece of wood that removes the hymen. Our Mishnah, our Mishnah says Gadol Shabalikdana Vekatan Abalikdola Umukas eight. We have three cases, three cases of where she's under the age of three and has sexual relations, or the boy is under the age of nine and they have sexual relations, or the case of Mukas eights where she's injured by a piece of wood. According to the first opinion of Quentin Mayer, it stays at 200. Ksuba Samana. The Ksuba, the obligation does not change. It stays at 200. Dimir Mayer. That's Mayer. But when we have the Chachamim, when we have the dissenting view, what does he say? What do the Chachamim say? Mukas is Ksuba Samana. They only mention one out of the three. It only mentions the case of Mukas eights where she is injured by a piece of wood. It removes the hymen. That's when it's brought down from 200 to 100. The Chachamim, if they really argued on two out of the cases, out of the three cases, it should have... They should have said explicitly that we're discussing both the case of Mukasate and the case of where you have a boy under the age of nine who has sexual relations with a an adult female. Apparently, the fact that it, they don't mention it seems to prove Shmuel, which who says that uh, that they're not the same, that they're not the, that they're not the same situation. So the Gemara now defends Rav again. Rav is the position who argues on Shmuel and says that no. That the Chachamim, the sages, they really equate uh, Mukasates, the case of where wood bre- uh, breaks the hymen, and the case of where an adult female has sexual relations with uh, a boy under the age of nine. Really, they're comparable. How do you explain the Mishnah? This is how you explain the Mishnah. Amar Rava Rava explains as follows. If she's under the age of three, everybody agrees that that's not viewed as anything. Everybody agrees she still gets 200. Because less than three-year-old girl, it's like sticking one's finger in the eye. You stick the finger in the eye, and then it, it just goes right back to its normal, original shape. Case number two of the Mishnah explains Rava. This is all for Rav. Is that the case number two is Katana Balagdola, but if she is an adult female and has sexual relations with a boy under the age of nine, Asa Mukazet, it is parallel and equivalent to a case of a mukasate of where she loses her hymen from some external source. And that itself is a dispute between Rameir and the Chachamim. That uplukta umukasate, gufa plukta de Rameir That itself is subject to dispute. Meaning, the way he's interpreting the Mishnah is that case number two and case number three are equivalent. And the whole dispute between Rameir and the Chachamim is the same dispute in cases two and three. So basically, we have, we have a way of reading the Mishnah. But again, just to review, that what you should, what we have to take home with us is that we have this dispute between Rameir and the Chachamim. Does it go from 200 to 100 in the case of where uh, her hymen is removed by some external source? According to Rameir, it stays at 200. According to the Chachamim, it goes down from 200 to 100, even though she did not engage in sexual relations. Uh, the question becomes, is that case comparable as a parallel to a case where as an adult female, she has sexual relations with a boy under the age of nine, again, assuming that 
it did not that that act of sexual relations did not remove uh, the hymen. So Rav says it is comparable. Shmuel says it's not comparable. Um, incomparable in the sense of is there a dispute about that case, or do we say that no, it's not comparable, and everybody agrees it stays at two hundred. Okay. The Gemara now elaborates a little bit on this dispute between Rav Meir and the Chachamim with regards to Mukas Eitz. What exactly are they arguing about when it comes to Mukas Eitz when there's an external source which, which removes the hymen? Why is it that Rav Meir says it stays at 200 and the Chacham say it bring, is brought down from 200 to 100? So we're on 11b2 in the article Gemara towards the top of the first column. Amar Rami Barachama. Rami Barachama says... The whole dispute between Romer and the Chachamim is only when the husband knew about it beforehand, before they got married. What is the reason for Romer? Romer compares um, the Mukasates, the case where uh, some external source removes the hymen to a Bogares. A bogares is a woman who is above the age of 12 and a half where the Gemara uh, holds that as she gets older, the hymen is slowly uh, is removed naturally. And in such a case, even if she's above the age of 12 and a half and even if the hymen is being removed, she still receives 200. So it should be the same thing when then there's some external f- source that removes the hymen. Just like when it comes to a bogares, she's above the age of 12 and a half and the hymen is, is, is slowly naturally being removed. It's comparable to some external source, so she still receives 200. The rabbis, the rabbanon, the majority, they say, no, it goes from 200 to 100 because it's comparable to a be'ula, to a woman who had sexual relations where there was an action which occurred which removed the hymen. It wasn't natural, but there was an action which occurred. That is the dispute. But, Rami Barakhamah says, this whole dispute is only when the husband knows about it beforehand. However, we're just going to read this one line now, and we'll analyze it further in the next recording. If the husband didn't know about it, says Rami Barchama, if the husband didn't know that uh, she was no longer a virgin for whatever reason, so let's say because of Mukas 8 as well, doesn't make a difference, she receives nothing. She doesn't get anything because, as the Gemara will explain, we'll see this more in greater detail and we'll see those who dispute this, uh, but uh, she gets nothing because it was a Mekachtos. They got married based on false assumptions and it was incorrect and it has an impact they would it, it, it has such um, it plays such an important role that he has to divorce her and um, and she does not receive her ksuba according to Rami Barakama she won't receive it because uh, she hid certain very important information uh, we will see that this is not so simple there are those who argue on Rami Barakama but that's really a whole separate discussion what happens if she did not tell him about this and they find out about this after the marriage. What happens to the marriage itself? But now, just for the last uh, minute, uh, the Gemara now returns back. What was the argument? What was the dispute? What's the root of the dispute between Rameir and the Chachamim? Why does Rameir compare the case of where there's some external source that removes the hymen to a Bogares, to a girl who's above the age of 12 and a half, and it naturally removes, the, the, the hymen is naturally uh, is removed? Why does he compare it to that? Why doesn't he compare it to uh, a woman who has sexual relations? So, Bu'ule mayor is of the opinion that when it goes down from 200 to 100, it's because it's through the act of sexual relations specifically, by having sexual relations. This is not an act of sexual relations. The Rabbanan and the Rabbanan who argue under mayor 
Why do they hold that it is comparable to somebody who has sexual relations where it goes down from 200 to 100? The Gemara explains, and with this we'll conclude, because in the end it's not about, uh, it doesn't go down from 200 to 100 just through sexual relations, but it's through any action whatsoever. Any action that occurred. If it's natural and just it's removed naturally, so then fine, she still gets 200. But if there is an action that happens, even if it's not through sexual act, still it goes down from 200 to 100. And that is the dispute between Rameyer and the Chachamim with regards to the case of Mukasets, where there's an external source which uh, enters into the vaginal area and removes the hymen. Okay, we'll continue with this Gemara in the next recording.